What's good, Creamers? What's good? We took a week off, but we're back. Episode 67 of the Half and Half Podcast. How are you doing, Aiden? Doing good. How are you, Hassan? I'm doing good. Fall is here. The weather's nice. Put Beautiful. on. Y'all can start dressing, dressing. I'm dressing, dressing currently, man. It's... I'm wearing multiple colors. Like It's like, for me, this is crazy. <laughs> Layers, it's back. Uh-huh. Fashion is back. Men's fashion is back. Really back. <laughs> it's really back. Most people's fall wardrobes are their best wardrobes. Because there's no way to dress in the summer as a guy, really. It's For most guys, it's dry fit t-shirt. Yeah, like, what, what do we have? Elisa, what do we have? Got guy fashion in the, in the summertime. Shorts. Yes, thank shorts. you. Shorts. Shorts. Shirt- this- be shirtless. Shirtless and shorts. And sometimes I wish some people would put the shirt back on. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're here. It's a great it's a great season. Also, before we continue, isn't today voter registration day or something? Something like that. I don't know. Well, if you're listening, register to vote. Register to vote. Local, national, your vote's important. Vote for whoever you want, but make sure you vote. That's all that matters. Right? And knowing is half the battle. Knowing is half the battle. And then well, the other half of the battle is registering. After. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we'll make it thirds. Yeah. Knowing, register to vote, and then listening to our podcast. Yes, that's those all are the three, three things. parts of the battle. That's, if you do all three of those things, you, can, you are a certified American. You will get a pin. In your mailbox, mm-hmm. I'm kidding, but you will definitely get a pin in your mailbox that says, true American boy. Oh, that's sweet. True American guy. Because guys, it's, gen- it's anyone can be a guy. Guys support guys, boys support boys. I think you're telling me that guys are back. Guys are back. Yeah, guys are back. But there's a, a decent amount of stuff happened, but I kind of <laughs> I wanted to start off. And this is a carryover from a conversation we had yesterday. Mm-hmm. I will not name the publication for reasons that will be apparent to Aiden and Aiden only. Mm. But we read some really bad opinion columns yesterday. Yes, yes. And that got me thinking, I want to find some of the worst ones. Oh, you went looking? I okay. did. Cool, what we got? Apparently there's a rank, there's a list The Atlantic made, which shout out to The Atlantic, of okay. like the worst columns. And it was like 50 really bad columns from 2012. But okay. I picked the ones that weren't specifically about... Like, you know, I ignored all the election stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I picked two that I want to look at. You can pick which one we do first. I have one from Takis Magazine and one from The Daily Beast. Oh, okay. I'm going to save The Daily Beast. I want I want uh, Takis first. Okay. This is filed under racial politics. This is by John Derbyshire. Derbyshire. Mm-hmm. April 5th, 2012. The title, The Talk, non-black version. Yeah, yeah, roping you in here. What right? is this? <laughs> so, uh, there's so much about the talk, and it's referencing, I think, it's so, when I hear the talk, I immediately think sex education. That's what I was thinking. Like, but it seems like this talk refers to something that a lot of black parents give their teen kids, usually, and I think it's about oh, yeah. being safe, like, dealing with, like, the police, and, like, yeah. understanding... That, like, as a black person in America, there are things that you unfortunately have to be more aware of yeah. for your safety than, you know, the typical person. Mm-hmm. So, so what's the non-black version of that? We're getting to it. So, this starts with, like, just quotes. Uh-huh. By the way, just random, like, they're very out-of-context quotes, uh-huh. but um, he says, so talk about the talk is all over. I don't know if 2012, we probably had some police brutality thing again. 
that probably Isn't that, may I say that's a depressing thought. It is eight years ago. Yeah. And the fact that we can't specifically pinpoint, we're like, we probably had something. Yeah, it's like how two hundred thousand people have died of the coronavirus. And oh yeah, we made like, it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but this guy starts with there's a talk that non-black Americans have with their kids too. My own kids, now nineteen and sixteen, have had it in bits and pieces of subtopics have ar- arisen. If I were to assemble it into a single talk, it would look something like the following. One. Among your fellow citizens are 40 million who identify as black and whom I shall refer to as black. The cumbersome and MLK non-compliant term African-American seems to be in decline, thank goodness. Colored and Negro are archaisms. What you call the N-word is used freely among blacks, but is taboo among non-blacks. So I guess he's just teaching his kids to not say the N-word and do not go call them colored or Negro, which I would also recommend. I would recommend not using any of those words. American blacks, something about that just sounds wrong, have des- are descended from West African populations with some white and aboriginal American admixture. So, so far, his talk includes just giving his kids the genealogy okay, of yeah. African Americans. That's, like, odd, but fine. Okay. <laughs> Your own ancestry is mixed North European and Northeast Asian, but blacks will take you as white. So, he's oh. suggesting there's <laughs> a difference between... <laughs> Oh, wow, okay. Um, great, okay. So are they white? I, 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 or are we just taking them as white? I guess we're taking them as white, whatever that the, point means. This this started out just fine. Yeah. And maybe just kind of unnecessary, as most opinion columns are. Yeah. Okay, the de- four. How many are there? There's seven, okay. Four. The default principle in everyday personal encounters is that as a fellow citizen... With the same rights and obligations as yourself, any individual black is entitled to the same courtesies you would extend to a non-black citizen. This is basic good manners and good citizenship. Yes, but like, could you sound a little less segregation about it? I I was. Why do you have to make this written? Just like, okay, hello, children. This is how you. This is how you interact with the blacks. See, this would make sense in like you know late 19 mid late 1900s when we were figuring that shit out yeah 2012 though but th- there's literally like a better way to say this and to make it like a less like because this also like this also excludes so many different groups it's like okay so i have to be like nice to black people but not hispanic or asian or something like it's just like it's a very exclusionatory look at like how to yeah. talk to these people and be like you know like, again, like, it's like, okay, so just so you know, white, black up here, anything else, just like, whatever. <laughs> and also, it's, it's like, like, we all have cultural, and there's differences amongst people, but this seems to really enforce it in okay, a very yeah. aggressive way. Yeah. Okay. As with any population, five, we're on point five, as with any population, it's, at this point, the kids are probably trying to leave, but okay. he's still talking. Yeah. There is a great variation among blacks in every human trait, except obviously the trait of identifying oneself as black. Okay. Which true. They right. come this sounds like some shit out of a Dr. Seuss, like when he's describing some yeah. his mythical creature <laughs> race he created. Yeah. They come fat, thin, tall, short, dumb, smart, <laughs> introverted, extroverted, honest, crooked, athletic. Sedentary, fastidious, sloppy, amiable, and obnoxious. There are black geniuses and black morons. There are black saints and black psychopaths. In a population of 40 million, you will find almost any human type. (laughs) 
There are great man. Only at the far, far extremes are there absences. There are, for example, no black fields medal winners. What the hell's a fields medal? I don't know what that is. It's a mathematical version of a Nobel Peace Prize. Well, that seems a bit questionable. That is questionable, yeah. Uh, While this is civilizationally consequential, it will most likely not be important to you personally. Then why don't you talk about it? (laughs) Most people will live and die without ever meeting or wishing to meet a Fields Medal winner. Cool. Except this guy, apparently. (laughs) It's always been his life dream to always meet a Fields medal winner. Dude, he had felt the need to list, like, 12 adjectives and be like, you'll meet a lot of different black people. Yeah, no shit, man. (laughs) This article is so... This this falls into the opinion category of, why did you write this? Yeah, what were you thinking, exactly? Point six. As you go through life, however, you will experience an ever-larger number of encounters with black Americans. Assuming your encounters are random, for example, not restricted only to black convicted murderers. Yeah, I, I, I'm picturing, when he says your encounters are random, I'm picturing, like, I'm playing, like, Final Fantasy. It's just random encounters. Like, whoa, who's there? It's like African po- black. American <laughs> black has appeared. Yeah, it's like Pokemon. Or yeah. like, what am I going to get in the grass? Yeah. So he's saying your counters are random. For example, not restricted only to black convicted murderers or to black investment bankers. <laughs> Interesting subsets. The okay. law of large numbers will inevitably kick in. You'll observe that means the averages. As many traits are very different for black or white men. So basically saying if you meet a bunch of people, you're going to meet like just a lot. You're probably just going to meet normal people. Because the crazy ones, like, on average, you're meeting, like, an average person, yeah. which makes sense. Yeah. Why? I Again. Like, I don't know. And the last one doesn't even really touch on race. It just says, like, you know, your personal safety are very different means for antisocial behavior. I don't really know that what's going on. This whole article just came off as just Oh, well, you missed um, the eighth thing. He said, despite making up... <laughs> <laughs> obviously that was the direction that's, we were that's a joke going. that's a joke obviously but that would be that would be a hilarious uh hilarious ending to this article be like oh really <laughs> so i'm thinking the full full article just if, from what i can tell is not available because we have to pay yeah there's another page but you have to pay of for course. it so instead uh i'm just going to quickly read the atlantic like little blurb summary of why they put it on their worst columns list okay and they said uh so we didn't get to read these gems, and I, it sounds like it gets crazier as it goes. Mm-hmm. So, so it says, John, "What's it called?" The article. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, specifically. It was. It was literally the talk, non-black version. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And so the Atlantic summarized it as: John Derbyshire wants his children to be safe, so he sat them down for a non-black talk, which included valuable advice such as. If planning a trip to a beach or amusement park at some date, find out whether it is likely to be swamped with blacks on the day. <laughs> what? Neglect of that one got me the closest I have ever gotten to death by gunshot. What? Holy moly. He really did go the angle that I was joking about the end. What? So, uh, yeah. Holy crap. That was okay. opinion column one. Just... Don't know why it was written, and then it apparently got more racist if I bothered to pay to read the rest, but I'm not doing that. I'm not paying for that. (laughs) Now, let's go with Daily Beast. Uh, You probably know a little more about it, just because, like, you're more familiar with the political side of things, and Mm -hmm. they exist. Yeah. Uh, Would you like to explain what Daily Beast is, and why people make fun of it so much? It's just not a great (laughs) great website. Um, it's, It's a source for news. 
It has the name it of like it sounds like a fitness website. Yeah, it is a source. I'll say that. You know, the name like, sucks. Yeah. It sounds like I'm gonna learn how to work out. It's it's just it's very tabloidy. That's kind of like the it's it's, pol- it's political tabloid. Yeah. So, July- oh, this one's this one this one was updated in 2017 after oh. originally being written in 2012. So interesting. Maybe they took out the offensive stuff, which would really upset me because I'm reading this to make fun of how bad it is. Mm-hmm. But this article is merely titled "There's Little We Can Do to Prevent Another Massacre." Oh no! <laughs> what do you think it's about? I guess mass shootings. Yes. Right? So mm. I'm not gonna read exactly everything because a lot of it's just exposition to get you the image of dead well, school yes. kids in your head. Yes. So we're just gonna skip to the parts. I was gonna say because 2012, I think, is when Sandy Hook happened, right? It might have been. Yes. Oh jeez. So it talks about what, like, why most crimes happen, and we can try and understand, but you know. There's no understanding to some of this stuff, but as we keep going, so this person basically talks like, okay, here we go. There's a policy which can stop mass shootings, but we are not going to implement that policy. And since nothing else is going to work, we're not going to pass a law that will stop these sort of mass shootings. We may pass a law, mind you, but whatever we will pass, more of these happenings will happen ahead of us, which is grim. That, oh, wait, 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 wait. So the argument there is no matter. So what you do to stop it, everything will just get worse if you try and stop it. So like if I were to put in like, say, um, psych evaluations for getting a gun, you know, like would that somehow increase the like not even like going the banning gun route. I'm talking more like just like, hey, like clear, get clearance from a psychologist before you do this or a psychiatrist. And then that somehow increases mass shootings. Okay, that's great. And then continuing on in the piece, Mm -hmm. the author feels the need to then point out she's a libertarian. Cool. Oh, there you go. So she says she's fine with a ban on automatic weapons, but, you know, says don't go on change.org to do that. Um, Apparently, unbeknownst to Twitter, we have already made it illegal for the mentally ill to buy or have guns and have background checks aimed at preventing just that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond the strange calls to make serial killers pray more and outlaw things that are already illegal, which by the way, way to be really, way to be a dick about someone saying something very like nice, which is, Hey, I'd rather this not happen anymore. Let's ban it. And she's basically like just picking apart anyone saying she, so basically she says, uh, People have reached into a mental basket of ways to stop school shootings without thinking of if it'll actually work, which... Oh my god, teach. <laughs> um, and Just, then, you know, talking about mental health resources, but then saying, like, you know... this is, May I say, this is literally the argument Vanessa Hudgens gave about coronavirus at the beginning. Yeah. Where it's like, why even bother, like, shutting stuff down? Because people are just gonna die anyway. Well, then she forg- apparently like... all was forgiven when she did the WAP dance or something, so... Well, yeah, because Twitter's horny. Um, and then, so, the, a lot of... And you know this. When it comes to the gun, gun like, stuff, people always talk about mental health resources because a lot of the times the shooters aren't stable. Yes, of course. So, she talk, mentions that and says it's a fine answer to many cases. And I guess she's referring to a specific shooting in this case, but she said this person had all he could wish for in terms of resources, which and it didn't stop him from picking up a gun and going to the school. 
Um, oh and it shows us that even though he had all the mental health resources, it didn't matter. <laughs> Which I don't get what that point is, because it's... <laughs> okay. You see, that's this is the, the misconception that like idiots like this have. It's like, so... The the idea isn't that like you know you take like you take steps to like maybe decrease the accessibility of guns to just like random people with like again like I said maybe psych evaluations mm-hmm. where you have to buy whatever. Um, it's not the idea isn't like shootings are just gonna stop. Mm-hmm. The idea is that they'll become less. You know, <laughs> like it's not just all right. So it, just because like you know this well this one kid had everything and then shot up a bunch of people. It's like yeah. That will happen occasionally. But so but I guess also, we should just get rid of everything we've no, ever exactly. done. So I'm like, so does that mean because like a, a case like that, I shouldn't also try Keep like, pushing this? Try and prevent preventable ones. Like, oh my god, so that's and so then, stupid. So then she says, perhaps how far do we need to go? And then she mm-hmm. talks about how like you don't need a special kind of gun to shoot people, you just need a gun. Which I mean I get the point there is like it's not just like you don't need, like, a semi-automatic to go kill people. You, the handgun does Yes. But may, may I also... I want to, like, throw out a um, mm-hmm. story, okay? Do you remember once that, like, that uh, someone went and attacked, like, tried to shoot up uh, YouTube's headquarters? Yeah, I do remember that there one. There was uh, this one woman, she went there with a handgun mm-hmm. and started firing shots. Yeah. No one died. And there was, like, a few people that, like, took a shot, but, like, were no life-threatening injuries, whatever, yeah. you know? Because you want to know why. So California has, like, really strict uh, laws about, like, automatics and things like that. Semis, like, high-powerful guns. So, realistically, the only gun this woman could get was a handgun. (laughs) Do you want to know things about handguns? They're highly inaccurate. And their range of, like, their range of fire is not far. So, it's hard to, like... Yeah. It's hard to do the damage that you could do with, like, something, like, close to the AR-15 caliber, hunting rifle caliber that you can do with a handgun. Yeah. Because I'm just saying, it's like, bang, 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 and then, like, everybody's like, oh, scatter, run, run, and, and there's not much... That's true. No, that, Like, again, you could still obviously cause harm, but, like, a situation like that, I remember people were like, look at California's gun laws and how they don't work. There was still a shooting. And I was sitting there, and I was like... It's kind of what you just said. It wasn't gonna... Was like, it doesn't guarantee yeah. they won't happen, but it minimizes the probability, and if they do happen, it can... Minimized threat. No, exactly. Yeah, it's like I think Chris Rock. It was I think Tambourine or with that stand-up special where yeah, yeah, he was talking about how like a, a popular point is like, well, if someone comes in with a knife, mm-hmm. you know, we're gonna ban knives. Yeah. And he basically made the joke that like if you're in a crowd and someone starts stabbing people, he said by at least twenty people, someone's gonna scream, "That dude has a fucking knife," <laughs> and everyone can leave. No, exactly. Yeah, that's literally like. Again, that's what I'm saying about like, the handgun thing too. Uh-huh. It's like again, it's dangerous, obviously, and I'm happy no one like no one got seriously injured in that YouTube situation. And like, if there are other situations like that, I'm happy. But so, it yeah. just shows like this article is sort of so far, it's an embodiment of that problematic mentality of like what aboutisms, where yeah. it's like you they want perfect solutions, but in a realistic world, which we live in reality, mm-hmm. perfect solutions don't exist. Yeah. Just solutions that work really well. Mm-hmm. And you hope. You hope really well, but still. Like, yeah. The, like, again, literally all that, like, people realistically ask for is, like, because we are all realistic and we know that there's going to be crazy things that happen. We just want to make them very unlikely. Yes. And if they do happen, like, 
contained. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, so we, she keeps going and talks about, like, she doesn't delve into tax bans and stuff like that because it's a special case of gun control. Mm-hmm. And once again, she makes the point that you countered, which was like, well, you can still get regular old stuff. And you're like, well, regular old stuff isn't as effective. Yeah. And so she says, could we go bigger? Should we ban relatives of anxious, sad sacks from buying guns? How about family friends? The question answers itself. The kind of all-knowing surveillance regime that this would oh, require no. would be impossible and intolerable. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Reducing magazine sizes seems modestly more promising, but only modestly. It takes a few minutes of practicing to learn how to change a magazine in a few seconds. Yes. Let's not even bother with magazines because everyone will just become super soldiers and be able to just... Everyone just becomes Chris Kyle. Is that her idea? Reducing body counts a bit is obviously a very worthy project. Calling it a project seems like a little weird. Oh my lord, this lady's a maniac. But this will in no way prevent people from going on murderous rampages. There's not much you can do to prevent people going on murderous rampages. Yeah. Like beforehand yeah like, really aside from like mental health checks and psych evaluations and yeah. keeping guns in the, ha- the hands of people who want to use them properly and only specific models and yeah 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 oh god what this leaves us with the extreme solutions of which three seem to be on the table Prevent the media from mentioning the names of the killers. Something that I've heard, by the way, because a lot of people say that some of these people do this do thing for attention. For attention. Glory, yeah. And that's not a... Oh, no. I, th- I don't I, even think that's that crazy. No, I think that's a good thing if, you know, people, if, you do, if you don't mention the shooters by name in particular. I think for a lot of the cases, that's a good thing. Yeah, because I used to watch a lot of... Like, I used to watch Philip DeFranco regularly, and he would cover stuff like this, and he, they never mentioned the names Yeah, for that reason. And I don't think that's extreme. I think yeah, that's so just... That's a fine policy. If, again, and that's a policy of, like, if a news corporation wants to do that, that's fine. The prop, but she, And then she says, institutionalize more of the mentally ill. And ban all guns in private hands. But the largest problem with all three is they're wildly unconstitutional. That is true. You couldn't say you can't mention the name of a killer, but you could at least ask the news to not do it. No, but what I'm saying is, like, it's... Yeah, like, you can't, like... Okay, well, first of all, one, no, you cannot, like, put a ban on the news from saying that thing. But also, like, it's not particularly a liberal-slash-conservative position to not say the names of shooters. For example, Ben Shapiro on his website, The Daily Wire, he, like, at one point, I think maybe, like, 2016, 2017, announced that they put in a new policy that, like, if they were reporting on a mass shooting, they were not going to say the name of the shooter. So that's, that's good. It's not even, like, a liberal versus conservative thing. That's just something that you can do if you think it's best. Um, and then, like, what was, what was number two, three there? Institutionalizing like, mental yeah, health. No one is saying to do that. <laughs> That's insane. And then three was like the ban all guns. Institutionality. Okay, so she says like, like, well, she first of all she says in the current media environment, a voluntary ban wouldn't hold, and that's true. Someone would eventually leak it just for the cloud. Well, of course, yeah. But and then she said it's not certain that people do it for attention. That's true, but there's a couple of cases where you can kind of like the was it the mosque in New Zealand? Yeah. Where he the dude said something about PewDiePie, PewDiePie at the end of it or something like he shouted. He live streams him doing it like clearly and said his name of the sub to pewdiepie at the end or something yeah so clearly he wanted some fucked up version of attention yeah exactly so that's i mean not all cases but once Mm -hmm. again it's uh, 
Institutionalizing the... Oh, she wants to institutionalize the not yet violent mentally ill. So, I don't know. Wait, she's saying she wants to do that? Oh, jeez. Jeez. Perhaps we should have easier institutionalization of the mentally ill. And damn the Bill of Rights? What? I guess she's she's talking hypothetically here. Like, if someone were to say, like, well, you need to institutionalize that, that's ridiculous. Wow. So the issue with this article is she keeps coming up with solutions or talking about solutions and then saying, how many killings would this prevent? And the answer is always some mm-hmm. or a, a, a portion. But, but she's but also bringing she says, up solutions that, like, no one is saying to do. Yeah. That's, like, the thing that's also, like... She's, she's arguing with no one. She's arguing with nobody except for herself. That's And she thing. said because it's unlikely that 100% of killers would be identified prematurely. And that's true. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're, you, she's coming to that conclusion every time. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Mm, okay. Ban guns. Ban them all. That, no. I mean, <laughs> that's something like, that's just not going to happen. Never going to happen. Also, not something that many people want. There are some people who want that, but not many people. Uh, cost benefit reasons. Uh, she says, well, it wouldn't work. 40 to 60% of American adults own a gun. Others yeah. uh, who do not go on, own guns are opposed to banning them. Yeah, don't ban them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she just goes on. Yeah. I'll say, I'm done with this lady. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think we can move on from her. Yeah. Gulf War 2? That's in here. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But I wanted to bring this up because I was looking through that Atlantic thing, right? Yeah. And I wanted to see what, like, why was each one on there? Mm-hmm. Like, I read the blurbs. Yeah. And I the reason this one was on there, and I couldn't find it while reading it, and I'm not reading that entire thing. Yeah. But... This person said, made this, she made this, I, okay, so there's also a chance this got removed from the article, because it was updated it was in 2017, yeah. but the original article had a click, or, or chunk, saying, um, so they say, Megan McArdle wrote, wrote it, mm-hmm. uh, desperate to draw any lesson from the senselessness, no matter how crazy, made this horrifying counterintuitive suggestion. If we drilled it in, this is her words that were there at some point, or maybe they're still yeah. there. If we drilled it into young people that the correct thing to do is for everyone to instantly run at the guy with the gun, these sorts of mass shootings would be less deadly because even a guy with a very powerful weapon can be brought down by eight to twelve unarmed bodies piling oh on my at once. God, what? Jeez. And what's crazy is someone else made the suggestion who wrote for the oh, National God. Review. Oh, God. That's so... Oh, jeez. And in the case of Sandy Hook, those are children. children. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, I know you're eight, but sacrifice your life. Yeah, what the hell? Oh, my God. The moral of the story is, if you're going to write an opinion column, just make... just. Just, just don't write opinion. Don't columns. write it, but like just if don't it, write opinion columns. That's the moral to the story. And if you're gonna write opinion it, opinion columns you, are terrible across. More the board. people need to read those before they get published. Because some of y'all are writing, some of y'all write about stuff that doesn't need to be written about. Yeah, you write about stuff in like the worst way possible, and no one clearly checked you on this. Oh God. And third, <laughs> write about something interesting. At least like the ones that me and Aiden were messing with yesterday were kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, the one about. Uh, sending nudes during yeah. the pandemic that was yeah, funny and, like the moral uh and pragmatic yeah. issues with, it. with it was sending like, nudes it was like this guy we literally said was like this guy just got nude for the first time and didn't time know how to process his mind. <laughs> yeah anyway yeah. moral of the story 
don't write an opinion column. Just don't write an opinion column ever. Okay. Well, with that done, we're mm-hmm. going to cut out and then we'll come right back. Yeah. And we're back after processing the horrifying mentality <laughs> someone has to have to tell children to run at a shooter to mm-hmm. minimize the damage. Something that she didn't seem to understand considering she said every other policy sucked because they only minimize the damage. Yeah, that's very... Huh. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, we have something a little more funny, but, like, in terms of, like, you know, not as, like, just twisted, but, like, maybe problematic. It's just a very confusing thing. Very odd. Yeah, so... You can pick this up because this is your discovery. Yeah. So apparently, p- people on Twitter have been finding out that, and this is like I've seen so many examples of it. At this point, it's like, wow, okay. it's a trend. It's a trend. So if you have a picture of a white person and a uh, darker person, so typically black, uh, in the same photo, it seems that YouTube's algorithm focuses exclusively on the I, not YouTube, Twitter's algorithm focuses exclusively on the white guy usually not in every case but a lot of the cases um and it's because it's people have been noticing it and it's just a very weird thing because i'm trying to figure out exactly like what the design choice is for that because well okay so this is the original one yeah. where it was two black guy and white guy both in like business attire mm-hmm. white guy in the middle for the first image that's in the preview white guy Not in the the middle. Not in the middle. Shows up. Mm -hmm. White space in the middle. Black dude on the top. White dude on the bottom. White guy still showed up. Yeah. And then they flip that with the white space still in the middle, and the white guy still shows up, and all of them just slightly kind of off. Yeah, it's. So this is one of those things where I'm like, is this a thing? And if it is, like, oh my. It's weird because then there's other examples that I'm gonna go to. Like, so there's this one right where it's a black woman in the middle with two. Mm A white woman on top, Asian woman on the bottom. Okay. She shows up. She still showed up in this one. Huh. Interesting. And then they do similar black guy, white guy, both in like similar types of attire. Yeah. And he showed up as well. So I have no idea how this sort of algorithm times, works. Right? Yeah. And then this, t- this specific image seems to work because people just keep posting is it, it. Is it like a, like, I was going to say, is it something about the specific image of a white guy then? That's really, but well, then, never mind. <laughs> There's this... one that's literally uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 11. 11, pictures of black guys, 9, space 2, and then in that sp- space there's one white guy, and the algorithm went right on the white guy. And, and now there's one with multiple different uh, black people, and then that same white guy, and it goes right up to that guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, they put, someone photoshopped the white guy's face on top of the black dude's face. And it went to the white guy's face on the black so guy's So I body. don't understand what's going on. I want to know, like, yeah, I don't quite get it either. Because, like, so this has to be something with an algorithm, right? And they did it with some soccer players, too. And did it do the same thing? Yeah, okay. Um, so this has to be some sort of algorithm thing. I don't know how exactly. Nope, this, but there's some examples it. where it works and the black person is the one who gets shown in the preview Mm -hmm. so i don't know if the algorithm just has like a tendency or something yeah i i don't know man i i'm very interested to see if twitter actually winds up commenting on it because like they um i'd say it'd be a very interesting thing for jack to have to come out and just say like look i'm not a racist (laughs) like i want to i want that tweet jack 
I'm not a racist. <laughs> I would love that. Another one. The interesting one is they made one where the white guy's image was smaller to see, the, and it yeah. still didn't work. So weird. <laughs> so the thing that me and Aiden first said immediately is, so why is the preview just not like the center of the image? Yeah. Like why? <laughs> like this should make sense. And now, so in theory, the one where the white, and also we thought we were like, okay, well, what about lightness? Like, mm -hmm. for some reason, this, the algorithm showed the brighter part of an image. Maybe yeah. because they think if someone takes a picture of some scenery, you'd want to see the focal lighter part. Yeah. Which, whatever, because you can still take pictures of dark shit, whatever. Yeah. But then, in the case where there was blank white space, that's brighter than anything you're going to oh, yeah. find. Yeah. They didn't show that. Well, then, the thing is, does the algorithm know when there's just blank space and then it doesn't go to it? Then why would you do that? There's no point programming that. Oh, my lord. My main issue is, what is the thing that helps resize images for previews, and why is it so broken? <laughs> I don't know. Like, e either way, even if this is just, like, a big coincidence, like, let's just say it's that. It's just a weird why would they, quirk in their yeah. code. Why would they program their images to be, like, you know, all right, sometimes we're going to grab from the top, <laughs> sometimes the bottom, and sometimes the middle. And then that sometimes makes... in between yeah. the bottom and the middle and the bottom and the... Why would they program that? That makes no it's sense. It's such a waste of energy to program. Yeah. This is an image preview. Like, I'm not, yeah. like, a UI coder guy, but, like, this has got to be one of the easier things to put together. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, image previews. It's just, like, select image Oh, there you go. It's just like, yeah, whenever someone puts an image, just pick, like, the center and then go out, like, equidistant from the center, and that's the preview. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's really weird. Yes, it's it. odd, too. It's also odd, too, that, like, so the trend, based on those images, suggests, mm -hmm. okay, it shows the white person over a darker-skinned person. Couple exceptions. Yeah. And then someone might say, well, what if these images are made specifically to fuck with the preview box? To make it seem racist. But then my point towards that is what Aiden said. Why is it pulling from random parts of the picture then? Yeah, I don't get it. Like This is either really unnecessary code yeah. or a racist algorithm. It's it's one it's one of three things, okay? Unnecessarily complicated code. Or racist algorithm. Or there's some people with uh, too much time on their hands <laughs> that are like making these pictures so they, they somehow wind up that way. Which is also an indicative of what's going on with the code. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's mm. just weird. It's interesting to know Twitter machine learned to be racist. <laughs> that um, that does my. Do you do you ever hear about the AI that Microsoft had that turned racist? And Watson's IBM. So that's not that's no, different. It's Hey AI, I believe. Yeah, was it the Twitter account? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them? It would and tweet it, and like yeah. So people were, like, tweeting at it stuff. Because it, it took what it was tweeted at it to feed it, like, you Knowledge. Know. It was learning things from that, you know? And people were obviously immediately trying to pervert this young AI. And eventually it literally wound up just being, like... I think at one point it literally tweeted out, like, Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> Which is insane, because Microsoft immediately saw that and shut that thing down. Because they were, like, not in chance. Um... Yeah, that that was that was a that was a thing that happened, yes, and that went was, terribly that wrong. That was incredible. It was, the it internet was insane. can't. This, this is it's further proof the internet can't get anything nice. No, like the time we were allowed to name a boat and we named it Boaty McBoatface. Well, that's great, in my opinion. Boaty <laughs> I know, love that. I wanted to just talk about this because this popped up because mm -hmm. I just clicked on Twitter. Yeah, 
And I don't know, I'll put it in. This will be. It's unrelated to what we just talked about, but yeah. when I want, I'm grouping it together. Mm-hmm. But because it's on Twitter, yeah, we'll just call this segment "Racism on Twitter." Yeah, great. Okay, I'm convinced Clay Travis is like a conservative AI at Dude, this point. The way yeah. he uses Twitter. Oh my god, he's, he he sucks so bad. You know, so you know how like there's like the uh, when like you're a kid mm-hmm. and you're like getting bullied. Uh, there's a couple routes you can take, and aside from ignoring it, sometimes. Like, like they say, like agreeing with the bully, or just kind of like yeah. letting them say the minimum. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. and it's an approach. There's ways that that approach is like it's kind of cool sometimes when someone talks mad shit to someone online, and they're like, and yeah, you done, you done. Cool. But then it also can come off corny sometimes. Like Clay mm-hmm. Travis falls into that bracket where people say mean things about him. He's just like, huh, oh, oh, guess I'm a shitty person. Haha, <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> suck, man. <laughs> like. So, and you like this tweet, so you probably already saw it, but Clay Travis tweeted, and, and I'm reading it word for word, an organization funded by LeBron James is texting Florida voters asking if they know convicted felons so LeBron can pay off their fines, allowing them to vote. So that con- connotation, the connotative language there yeah. makes that negative. Yeah. I follow LeBron and I follow his voting organization, which is called More Than a Vote. Yeah. And they published a piece bef- way earlier. Also, I'd like to just point out the same... Outkick published this. Yeah. And they also published... Oh, yeah, him and Jason Whitlock work together, yeah. Oh, well, that makes him even worse. Yeah. Um, But... Which we'll, probably, we'll probably talk yeah, about we, Whitlock Yeah, we later. should. Yeah. Uh, but... So, More Than a Vote is basically an organization LeBron started with his, like, you know, Pete with, like, his business partners and, mm-hmm. like, a bunch of athletes are, like, are, like, endorsers of it, where it's essentially encouraging people to vote, helping people find voting sites helping people who don't have, like, the income to, like, take time off to vote, Mm -hmm. like, helping, like, helping with that sort of thing. That organization was a huge part of what ended up being a larger NBA movement to get arenas converted to polling stations, which is great. That's a lot of space. A lot of voting can go on in there safely as well. Yeah. Um, but they published something, they posted something about how, like, and look, I'm going to say right now, and if you disagree with this, your problem. Just because you go to jail mm-hmm. and you serve your time doesn't mean you shouldn't be allowed to vote. How dare you? <laughs> it's yes. such a, in my opinion, it should be such an uncontroversial opinion. Well, yeah, because the whole idea of, again, the idea of the jail-prison system is rehabilitation. So once you've served your time, yeah. you are corrected. Yeah. So you should be good. That's why they're called correctional, correctional facilities. facilities. Yeah. Because there's people on Twitter saying, oh, if they went to jail, they have bad judgment. Yeah, oh they went to God. jail. <laughs> they went to jail. Their bad yeah. judgment should have been fixed. Yeah. They are done. Yeah. That's like, that's literally, it's supposed to be like, it's literally time out. Like, what, remember how you got time out as a kid? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you, uh, oh, don't hit your brother 15 minutes in time out or whatever, you know? And the thing that makes no sense to me is it's, being... It's like, okay, you killed your brother 15 years in time out. Yeah. That's literally it. Yeah. So, like, being an American and, like, you know, someone with immigrant parents, being an Amer- like, when everyone thinks about being an American, even people not from America, voting is, like, a big part of that. Yeah. So, when you go to jail, you should not just immediately lose your right to essentially be treated like a human. Yeah. Because guess what happens when you get out of jail? You're still going to live here. Oh, yeah. 
No. So you now you just don't get to have a say in what happens in your government that directly impacts your life. Mm-hmm. Governments that, by the way, historically just suck at making prison do what it's supposed to do. Yes, that's true. So Florida, and also, this is basically voter suppression, but because they're former convicted whatever's, people don't yeah. care. If you got out of jail... They were going to charge you a fee to get your voting back, basically. Mm, yes, Which yes. is illegal, mm, by the way, in nice. my opinion. That's nice. So more than a vote was saying, hey, this is happening in Florida. So they were urging people to donate. Uh, and that's clearly why LeBron, through the organization that's his, is reaching out saying, do you know anyone in that position? Because we'd like to pay it off so they can go vote. Yeah. Which is a very moral, good thing to do. Very nice thing yes, to do. Yes, definitely. But people like Clay Travis live in, like, what what is it Kojima called it? Like, pockets of reality? Yeah, yeah. They live, they, in a, they live in these pockets of reality that have developed through because of the internet. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, I see everything in a certain way, and I'm right because I have all these people validating me. And that's yeah. online. I have so many people yeah, validating me. Yeah, because I, I just, like, I just yeah. took a, like, I, like, saw the first comment under this Travis tree, and it's a dude saying, oh, yeah, so when you go to jail, you should just completely lose your right to vote, right? Yeah. And then Clay's just like, no, yeah. but, and then he, he didn't get ratioed, but you, he has a shit ton of replies. Exactly. And the thing is, when you try and argue with people in their arenas, mm-hmm. you're going to get hit with a lot of replies. Yeah. Because it's super visible to them. It's like if I ran up to, like, an AOC tweet and I said, I don't think women should be in Congress. I'm going to get ratioed super hard. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> like, a terrible take, though. Oh, well, of course, yeah. I don't actually think women shouldn't be in Congress, of course. Either. Yes, of course. Before yeah. we take out that clip, before, <laughs> we, before we clip that and go, quote, women shouldn't be in Congress, Aiden Mangan. Before Leah texts you and says, Aiden, we have to talk about your jokes again. Oh, jeez, yeah. That Freedom um, Tower joke is still fire. Thank you, I appreciate it. Well, she thought it was good, too, so hey. Yeah, she did laugh. But anyway. <laughs> but, so, there is nothing negative about what LeBron's doing. No. If, and look, the China stuff with the NBA, is a, that was messy, and I'm not touching that right now because... Yeah, that's a whole different it's thing. It's a whole different thing. When it comes to America... Well, just look. When it comes to matters at home, as yeah. we call them, LeBron has been one of the best athletes ever mm-hmm. in that regard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Started a school... You know, donates all the time, you know, comes out, is a part or in charge of organizations that do all this great work. Yeah. He's the definition of like, hey, you have a shit ton of money. He's using a shit ton of it to help stuff, but he still has a shit ton of it that he can just keep for himself. Yeah. And yeah, so like, you know, we talk about like Twitter being racist as an algorithm, but like people like Clay Travis, they think in a way that's so weird and foreign. Like I can't, my brain doesn't get how you get from A to B with them. Yeah, that I think he's an AI. Yeah, and as I say, he's a bot. He basically he has to is. be a bot, just a highly intelligent bot. Yeah. Well, well, for bots, know. I'm saying for bots, he's very well developed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's some chat bots I could feed him in the debates. Yeah. And, the only reason I'm convinced I know Whitlock isn't a bot is I've seen him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know what Clay Travis looks like. Um, he looks like he looks exactly like what you think a person named Clay Travis would look like. Honestly. So Outkick is a new, uh, is a new Outkick, which is a, uh, and we'll take it. We'll t- I'm a, I'm about to take a little break and then we'll transition to the Whitlock side yeah. of it. Outkick is like a. Barstool networking type deal where like you pay f- like it's like any subscription the athletic uh, yeah, it's like a yeah. subscription outlet. Mm-hmm. I know Barstool Sports is free, but you can pay for like extra stuff. Yeah, I think Outkick's free too because I saw the uh, KD. There's Cole an Outkick VIP membership. There you go. Yeah, 
And I would just like to say the uh, sponsor video is become an Outkick VIP member and support a sports media outlet that loves America. Oh my God. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go. Is this Clay Travis? Yep, that's Clay Travis. Uh, he looks like just generic white man, but mm-hmm. like, I just want to say, <laughs> this video, it has Jason Whitlock in it. And he starts it saying, I'm not a doctor, but I'm an expert on a couple of illnesses. <laughs> Currently devastating the sports world. Oh my God. Cowardice 2020. <laughs> Post-traumatic Black Lives Matter disorder. What? These are just words he put together. Oh my God. <laughs> that damaged the mind's ability to process common sense. Mm. This is not a well-edited video, by the way. Wait, wait for it. Oh my wait God. for it. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, you you all need to see this this video. What 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 uh who tweeted that? Whitlock or It's Whitlock. It was outkick, but it's on it's Whitlock's like pin tweet or whatever. Yeah, look at Jason Whitlock's pin tweet right now. It's insane. Um, Bigots love Marxism. Wow. Okay. <laughs> We're having some fun now. I like it. So as Kojima said. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Oh, pockets of reality formed by the internet. Yeah, there. He was right. Mm-hmm. My question is: Is there a plot of one of his next games where it gets fixed at some Probably point? Probably not. No. Or do we just all die in one of them? I just want to know how it ends because he clearly knows how it's gonna. You're, end. you're prop knowing Kojima, you're gonna die in one of the pockets of reality. But I'm gonna die with Norman Reedus by my side. But also, we might be able to, like, unplug the PlayStation controller and put in another one and then break free of Psychomantis' mind control. We're living which, in his world. Yeah, and then we could live in, in... In this case, I think of, like, Psychomantis would be, like, the Clay Travis thing where it's, like, you know, he's like, oh, I read your mind. We I just know exactly. unplug him from Twitter. Yes, exactly. And then he can't hurt us. He's anymore. like, oh, I can know exactly what you're going to do. He just gets banned. It's like, <laughs> well, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Oh man, all I'm saying is as long as and look, as long as if the end is coming, I just have Guillermo del Toro to next. That's all I'm asking. Um I'm thinking Alfonso Coron. That'd be nice. Just collab, fuck it. Do it, why not? Put all the like Christopher Nolan in too, because at the end we don't even know it's the end. We'll yeah, say. we'll just be like, alright, it was kind of inconclusive, you know? Yeah, okay. Anyway, we'll be right back. Yeah. And we're back. We would like to inform you that for just ninety nine ninety nine, you can become a VIP member. Ninety nine ninety nine per year. Per year, <laughs> you can become a member of Whitlock and Clay Travis's journalism outlet, outkick. journalistic outlet Outkick. And part of the perk is just sitting in on Zoom calls with those two, which, which incredible. <laughs> I, look, I know the pandemic's made us all lonely, but like, like that dude from the opinion column said, send some fucking nudes. <laughs> It reminds me of, um, so Philly Weekly is a newspaper, like, uh, not newspaper. Was a, that the one that Colt and Larry Yeah, it's a news of? website in Philadelphia, or based in Philadelphia, that does, like, Philadelphia I news. I hope so. They just decided that they're going to now be a conservative outlet. Like, just overnight, went, we're a conservative outlet now. Wait, what? And, um, part of, like, their Kickstarter for, like, getting, like, this off the ground again, you know, is... <laughs> If you pay a thousand, I, I want you to hear this. If you pay a thousand two hundred fifty dollars, you get a permanent opinion column in the Philly Weekly. 
A thousand dollars? But no, but you are you don't understand. You get a permanent opinion. Column. So you never go away. You are just there forever, no matter what you say. Do you get paid? Probably not. But also, like, how funny is that though? Like that's that's a their perk. outlet is gonna get ruined. I would that's, just that's like... that's a perk for the Kickstarter. Which that's means insane. they're you know that means their shit's gonna be a mess. Oh right? yeah, definitely. We've climbed out of the echo chamber of progressive journalism. Yeah, that they're a whole Well thing. then Larry pulled a tweet from them from September eighteenth where they called Ruth Ga- Ruth Bader Ginsburg a badass and I'm just saying if you're climbing out of progressive yeah. journalism, you wouldn't really be a fan of her. Yeah. Lovely. It's great it's it's great. We love it folks, don't we? Yeah, but in uh Oh yeah, so now, back to shitty journalism, yeah, which so, has been the theme of this episode, I think. Yeah, J- so Jason Whitlock... We uh, should have Colt on here. I want, If Colt won't want to, I'd like to have him on. Does, um, to learn what a good journalist thinks like? Yeah, I'd like to see, because Colt writes good stuff. Um, he was in a documentary, shout out Colt. Yeah, that was fun. Um, okay, so, Jason Whitlock uh, decided to... Uh, <laughs> he decided to decided to just do anything is the funny so, part. Maria Taylor, you remember what happened there, right? ESPN so, multifaceted reporter does yeah. the NBA halftime show slash NBA countdown, which is like the lead-in mm-hmm. show for games. And I think this was her first time doing it. She was the sideline reporter for Monday Night Football. Yeah, Giants. I don't know if she did it last night because we didn't really watch that game. I don't know if she did, but we she did do it for Giants Steelers, which was Week One. Yeah. And she did, you know, she did a good job. She's a good reporter. Yeah. She's always, a, she's solid work in general. I don't know if she does sports center stuff, but I know in general, she's always like, she's good on TV. Yeah. And the main issue people took was with her attire. Not mm-hmm. people, one guy specifically. Uh, you can look up what she was wearing because you can also look up his tweet that's been deleted since and has a picture. Yeah. It was a, it was a talk show host that. Yeah. Radio, yeah, radio talk, talk host. Shows. But basically very normal outfit like a skirt that went down to maybe about i don't know what skirt something a low knee length I'm it was sure. skirt pants something to the knee and then it was like a leather base like a leather top but it like went up to her collarbone and you could basically only see her shoulders and then up neck up basically yeah. so nothing anything there's nothing remotely sexual about Not her enough, attire and then the guy said, basically, like, you know, she needs to cover up, essentially. And she she looks like she should be hosting an adult film award. Yeah, that was it. And then he got fired. Because, because apparently this is not the first time. Yeah, yeah. It was... So, that happened, okay? And obviously, Maria People, Taylor... Most of the journalists were mad. Yeah. So, I will say, just before you continue, I thought it was really sweet that uh, Jalen Rose and Jay Williams, who are her co-hosts on NBA Countdown... Gave her flowers and said, like, we're here for you, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know. Yeah. You know, we, you know, you shouldn't have to deal with that, that sort of thing. So that was very nice. Yeah. And a lot of the ESPN writers, I follow a couple of them, they were all like, yeah, you know, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so the, Whitlock decided, he wrote a column about Maria Taylor to avoid making, as he says, the Twitter-inspired mistake that undermined Michelle Beatles and Jamil, Jamel Heels, Hills, sorry, Jamel Heels, pro- Jamel Hill's promising careers avoid wallowing in victimhood and don't allow social media to convince you that sports fans are stupid and racist. So basically, she he's suggesting Michelle Beadle and Jamel Hill's careers derailed yeah. because 
they clapped back too much. Basically, they got a little, they got a little lippy. <laughs> I mean, I don't agree with everything Jamel Hill says because yeah. she says some weird things sometimes. Yeah. But last I checked, she's doing quite fine. Yeah, she's making enough money on her. Where's she works? The Atlantic she, now. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. And she has like her own podcast. I don't know what Michelle Beadle's up to though, in general. Yeah. I'll look into that. So but you keep going. Within the column, I referenced beauty privilege and pointed out that Katie Nolan had ridden that privilege to a seven-figure salary in a sports Emmy award despite a paper-thin resume and even less on-camera ability. So in this article about, you know, Maria Taylor, so, like, for one thing, like, you know, get mm-hmm. Maria's name out of your mouth because you don't look good just, like, you know, just, like, trashing on this random sports figure, you know? But in that article, too, he took shots at Nolan for no reason. And... So... You're saying when it came to Maria Taylor, he was on the right? Well, no, no, he wasn't on the right either. No. He's like, but I'm saying like he. he what was, really, wait, did, so did he even have an opinion on what that dude said about her? Uh, not particular. Uh, not that I know of. I don't know, but he basically told her like react like in the way that I want, like that I am advising you essentially. <laughs> to who, Maria Taylor? Yeah, Maria Taylor already reacted. Yeah, exactly. And it was a good reply. Yeah, but I'm saying I'll like, find it. But yeah, but then like going. I said, he he wound up um. Just, like, taking shots at Katie Nolan randomly, you know, like, for no reason. And then Katie Nolan responds saying, you're this close to making an actual point about the expectation of women to not only be good at their job, but also beautiful. But actual points don't pay the bills, huh? Keep the same energy next time I see you, though. So she kind of tore into him, right? That's a good tweet. And that's the thing. The crazy thing is, the idea of, like, a beauty privilege, I don't know if you want to call it that, but... He he is. He's like skirting around the larger point of being mm-hmm. expected to be beautiful is more important than being expected to be good at your job yeah. when it comes to being a sideline reporter. Mm-hmm. And like if you are beautiful, that's all anyone will like give a shit about and not your work. Yeah. So she's right. And let me just tell you something, Jason. I'm like as someone who is not funny, you mm-hmm. maybe don't try and take shots at someone who it's considered like a sport comedy type. Yeah. Well, what I was gonna say is, do you want to know what he said about like her response? Mm-hmm. Her response is weak. <laughs> I should probably let it go. I'm punching down, but I can't help it. If you need to point that out, then you're punching up actually, because yeah. you're the bitch. Yeah. So I would argue Katie Nolan punched up. She didn't need to justify oh, him yeah, with a reply, but like I, I get it because yeah. she's probably her fucking mentions are yeah, a exactly. mess. She has to say something. Um. Nolan epitomizes everything I find fraudulent about this era of sports journalism. Oh, this era of corporate politics. Narrative has eliminated facts and any semblance of of a meritocracy. So he says that, and like you know, he says um, she's not the next Hannah Storm, Linda Cohn, Michelle Beadle, Robin Roberts, Sage Steeler, Maria Taylor, broadcasters with the rare and valuable skill being engaging and personal in front of a red light. That's not true. He said. She's adequate at reading words of other writers on tape. She's paid more than a million for her work that would earn her virtually that would earn virtually every other man or woman with her resume like fifty thousand dollars. Which does this guy know what TV gigs pay? <laughs> they pay millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, this is this is like one of the funniest lines to me. She's not a journalist like Mina Kimes, who's very good at her job. She's not informed, prepared, and knowledgeable like Doris Burke. Nolan is adept at working the grievance system. She does a different job than both uh, than both Kimes or Burke do. 
She's a sports... So he gives credit to Mina Kimes and Doris Burke. Yeah. As good as Well, okay, well, this isn't really credit. It's, she's not a journalist like Mina Kimes. That's not a compliment. <laughs> Mina, just... Mina Kimes is a journalist by just mere categorization. Yeah. She's of a really show. good journalist, too. She does a good job. She's a very smart football journalist. Yeah. Like, ridiculously good at her X's and O's and analysis. But, like, he compliments that's Doris such Burke. a weak compliment is, hey, you are your job. Yeah. She's she and he compliments Doris Burke because like who doesn't compliment? Well, if Doris he's Burke? went at Doris Burke, he would probably yeah. get murdered. Doris Burke is incredible. We all know that. You know? Also, comparing anyone to Doris Burke, yeah. gender aside, is kind of a pain because yeah. she's she's like like an all time great at her job. Oh yeah, but like so he says she's like probably gonna get if she hasn't already, she's gonna get a Hall of Fame induction on her oh, yeah, journalistic definitely. stuff for the NBA alone. But also the idea that like no like Katie Nolan does like a completely different version. Yeah. She's not a. She isn't a journalist. He's right about that. She's like she does sports comedy. That's different. yeah, and she, she's not breaking. Stories. She still is on the same shows as someone like Mina Kimes. By the yeah. way, they're friends. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. bold choice saying one of them sucked and expecting the other one to agree with you just because you complimented her, which yeah. like you said, not a compliment. Yeah. Yeah, but she's on like highly questionable, which is like yeah. sports variety she, show. She reacts. She doesn't report. There's a difference. You notice how she? Yeah. Also, look, I'm not saying just because you win stuff doesn't mean like you're the greatest. But she won an Emmy, and that counts for something. Yeah. Yeah. So um, clearly, she's good at her job to an extent. But yeah, so he's saying basically like seven years ago that like some exec decided that she was going to be a star, and now has basic that like. That exec propped her up, and the industry was just like, "Oh, I guess she's a thing now." It's like, dude, she's though she clearly does well enough ratings yeah. wise and with whatever work she does. Yeah, and once again, Emmy. <laughs> yes, an Emmy too. Um, so she, basically, like he keeps going on and on, just like he literally doesn't too. get what her job is. Is yeah. what I'm getting from this. Yeah, because she, like you said, not Mina Kimes and her are friends, and they're on some of the same shows, but they both have very different focuses. Mm-hmm. Mina Kimes, I think, is on like one of the NFL like shows that they do every like day or whatever, where they analyze what's happening. Yeah, because that's what she does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not also it's not like Whitlock is much of an analyst himself. He hasn't had a single good take on anything yeah. sport related exclusively in ages. Do Do you want to? Um, this is like right here okay go for it no one in sports media not Stephen a smith not colin cowherd not rachel nicholas not scott van pelt not kirk herb street not skip bayless not aaron andrews has had more fawning words written about them than katie nolan come okay first of all why would you list like skip and coward in that first of all first of all coward <laughs> is despised yeah because his takes are garbage and he flip-flops skip is a certified troll yes stephen a smith is a meme yeah funny he's he's funny he's fun to watch because he goes crazy yeah who else was there rachel nichols yeah a lot of people like Rachel Nichols. Yeah. I don't really see Scott much. Van Pelt. I've never seen anyone have a bad because he's good at his Pelt. job. He no is... one has a single yeah. issue with. Same him. with Aaron Andrews. I've never seen anyone have a bad thing to say. The most thing Aaron anyone Andrews. has said about Aaron Andrews is that Richard Sherman interview must have been awkward. Yeah, but again, that's not even that's a not her fault. Yeah, and like you said, Scott Van Pelt has his own sector of Sports Center. Yes. Why would Pelt anyone is... criticize you? Because if you if you were mean to Scott Van Pelt. The entire ESPN conglomerate would be at your throat. Yeah. So this is what he says it is. It's white hot privilege. You punch your name into Google and you could spend the next month reading everything you need to know about a TV personality 
without a single legitimate accomplishment. Oh, that's right. She accepted an Emmy Award for Outstanding Social TV Experience. It's really the Outstanding Social Media Rig Job. So the one achievement... So, so mm-hmm. this is what I hate when people do this, too. Yeah. So his argument is she doesn't have a meaningful accomplishment. Yeah. She has arguably one of the most tangible accomplishments you can get in media entertainment, which is like an Emmy-type award. Yeah. And now that Emmy isn't... But that Emmy isn't valid. Yeah. It's like when we debate politics or COVID, it's like... Well, those numbers are wrong, or that's a fake study, or this is wrong. And mm-hmm. they say that without backing it up. What evidence does he have that she got a rigged award? Nothing. 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 She yeah. won an award, Whitlock, and your argument was she has no accomplishments? She has, like, I mean, you, what accomplishments does he have as a journalist? None. He's not even a journalist. This he owns an outlet. May I say that, basically, I'm kind of, like, wrapping up this whole thing now, because it just goes on for it's a little bit It's a diatribe of she hurt my feelings. Exactly. Like, that's really what it is. It's just, it's, it's just someone writing an article, because, again... He, for no reason at all, attacked her in an article that wasn't even about her. Like, you know, it was just, like, he said she had beauty privilege and, like, she didn't, like, she has not earned what she has. She came back and said, like, you're this close to making, like, an actual point about, like, how people Because I bet she acknowledges that she gets some advantage because she's conventionally attractive. And that's what she was saying is, like... This close, man, but yeah, then you like just you, shit you on almost, me. You almost understand the larger issue here, yeah. but you, you're taking it as, like, it's me. And then, um... <laughs> he wrote a whole piece because he was hurt. whole thing. And now, she's privated her Twitter for the time being, because, like, he had, like, the... Jason the 99.99 people are coming after Exactly, are coming after and she just doesn't want to deal with it, obviously. And I'm not, look, you can say whatever you want. She's famous, she makes a lot of money. Yeah. Probably feels like shit right now. So, I yeah. get it. Or just, again, just doesn't want to deal with it. Well, I'm it's saying like, she's yeah. probably not in the mood. It. It's yeah. very, I would be very mad if I was in her position right yeah. now. And this points to a larger issue. First of all, the Maria Taylor thing, which he kind of tangentially addresses. Yeah. Nothing to do with beauty privilege. Mm-hmm. It no. has, all that has to do with is guys can't get it. A lot of guys can't get it straight in their heads that women can like sports too and be just as knowledgeable, if not more knowledgeable than the average viewer. Sant, I only want men talking about <laughs> sports. I only want to stare at men all day. And for some reason, this is the straightest opinion. I can have. <laughs> that's all I'm going to no, say. You're right. That's yeah, for some reason, that's the straightest opinion I could have. Men are good at their jobs in sports. Uh, let's go through the list. Skip Bez had one of the worst takes I think I've ever seen him have. Yeah. And that's bad for him. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith said James Harden is the best player in football. Mm-hmm. Colin, like we said, Colin Coward makes consistently Ridiculous, bad takes. Consistently bad takes. Yeah. Um, Booger sucks. But okay, I'll, I'll defend Booger. Okay, Booger when he's not leading an announcing like an announcing group like that. Okay, Booger was bad at fun. that job. Yeah, but when he's like in in short bursts, Booger can be pretty good at his job. When he's the head, he's not good. He, he just doesn't have enough to say. Yeah. So Booger was not good at his job last yeah. year, and he got fired because like well, he's yeah. on he's like in, he's on like the halftime. Yeah. Now he, I'm saying well he got bumped. Moved. Yeah. Yeah. So there's plenty of guys who have faults or mm-hmm. failings in their yeah. job, but for some reason, if a female journalist has like a similar flaw or fault, it's like worse. Yes, that's the which problem. makes no sense because I'm telling you right now, I'll be a hundred percent honest. Like, I can go through a bunch of... Doris Burke knows more about basketball than me, easily. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nita yeah. Kimes knows way more about football than you or me. And yeah. you know more about football than me. So, these people... And we're not... I'm taking out the fact that, yes, like, playing the sport gives you an angle on the sport that no one else can really get because they haven't played. Yeah. When it comes to X's and O's, play designs, you know, efficiency ratings, what works best, what the trends are, 
these people know their shit. Oh, yeah. Sports journalism has increasingly basically made people half statisticians, basically, because of how crazy Mm -hmm. the metrics get. Yeah. So to suggest that any of them are bad at their... Like, any of them are bad at their job because they're a woman is stupid. Yeah, or the fact they they only got there because of that womanhood. And then on top... Like, again, let me put another thing on top of it, is the fact that he's attacking her for, like, again, not being, like, quote-unquote, as informed, knowledgeable, uh, not a journalist, which... Yes, she's objectively not really a journalist. But that's she's, not what she... It's just not what she does. She does a, she achieves the sports yeah. entertainment side of sports. Yeah, that'd be like... Again, it'd be like... It'd be like me getting mad at PFT for not being good at, like, the metrics or something yeah. like that. He's not. He's a... He he's knows a his stuff, guy. but he's funny. That's the yes. point. Like, it's like... It doesn't make sense. And then, like, with the Maria Taylor stuff, she also got another sexist comment. I don't know if you saw this one. Really? But she... Um, she said she inadvertently, like she didn't mean to, she left Anthony Davis off of her All-NBA ballot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she that. said that she was looking at it through the lens of, like, forwards, forward, center. Yeah. Davis technically is not a center. He doesn't yeah. play center enough to be a center. So that's why she... Forgot yeah. it. Yeah. She said it was a mistake and that he should have made it. And he, he made All-NBA first and easily. So no harm, no foul. Like, he literally, had, yeah. Not, he was, he, except for her ballot, basically... He was on 99 of the 100. Yeah. He was making a team anyway. Mm, okay. And then... So were people upset that he wasn't unanimous? Is that it? No, what? they were mad that she left him off. And then she said, people got sexist and said, look, yeah. I just made a mistake because I was looking at it through a positional lens. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. He should have made it. And he made it easily. Yeah. Also, being unanimous all first team doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's Unanimous not... is only cool when you win individual awards. I was no. going to say, that's not, like, a unique accomplishment, right? Yeah, and then someone said, "If anyone would like to take away my voter privileges, as in she votes on that those teams because yeah. of my mistake, please feel free." Mm-hmm. And then Doug Gottlieb, Fox Sports mm-hmm. analyst, oh, okay, said, "Why does Taylor have a vote in the first place? She clearly isn't qualified." Oh my! To which God. she said, first of all, she's a football. She does college football a lot more, yeah. which is why the NFL thing was the first time." Yeah, basketball sideline reporter, NBA countdown. She said. I played basketball and I covered the league. Yeah, like again, it's just like that type of thing where like if a norm, if a male journalist does that, some people might say take away his credentials. But we're not really gonna sit here and say like. Well, it's it, it reminds me of the dude that uh, left Derek Jeter off of the Hall of Fame ballot and said like, he his, just didn't think he was unanimous. Yeah, like, like okay, so people like you know didn't really give him a hard time, even though his explanation was literally. He's a Hall of Famer. I just don't think he should be a unanimous one. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, wow, okay. Because, look, I'll be honest. Yeah. Regular Twitter people would still be like, okay, if a dude that's like, the media don't, they, because a lot of Twitter, NBA Twitter thinks a lot of the media doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. So that's a unanimous feeling. But when people in the industry say shit like that, it's super damaging. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, like, why she, she made a mistake and guess what it cost nothing he made yeah. all nba first team he's yeah. getting a bonus when he signs she owns up to her mistake too she was like hey I, yeah my he bad. probably should have yeah. made it he would have made it yeah, yeah like, my be whatever <laughs> like you know she could have just like not she could and just not said it do you want too. do we really want to sit here and get in there's so many stupid placements on that all nba ballot anyway oh, yeah. rudy gobert making it over Embiid. i don't sense. agree with that Doesn't one bradley bill averaged 30 and 6 nowhere to be found yeah. there's so much stuff you can do with that that it's so stupid mm-hmm. 
Like, I think he's like a shoe in. Yeah. That's why people are, yeah. that we were. May I say also, how many basketball teams have you forgotten existed because they weren't in the bubble? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to point that out because Beal, when you brought him up, I was like, oh, yeah, he did have a great season. <laughs> but, like, when it, whether it's just like your question because you're a woman journalist, like, Maria Taylor, or look, I love the dude, but Cam Newton with the whole "it's funny hearing a woman talk about routes" thing. Oh yeah, that was a yeah, bad. Yeah. That was a really bad look yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah, it was a bad look. I and then, that. or if it's you're here just to be hot, and that's all you're here for. Yeah. So Katie Nolan gets that a lot. The moderators on the first Molly gets it a lot. Yeah, Molly's annoying. I'll be yeah. honest. Yeah, I think she's not like she talk. She like interjects at really weird junctures. You can always see it on, on their faces, too. They're, like, midpointers, like... Yeah, she cuts them <laughs> off randomly. So I get people saying she's not maybe the greatest yeah. at her job, and that's not, like, a sexist thing or whatever. Yeah, because I'll, I'll say, honestly, I, I don't think she does a great job, but yeah. But, like, she gets that because, you know, she's a pretty face. Or mm. I think... For, so, I think Undisputed gets it less. Yeah. But I know Joy Taylor, and now there's a different one now. Yeah, there's a new one now. She's pretty. She's yeah. good at it. She's good. I forget at what her name is, but she's Jenny. She's, Jenny yeah, Tash. yeah. She's good. She's at it a too. pretty good job. Yeah. But it's either oh you're a woman, so if you make a mistake, it's worse because you're a woman, or it's yeah. oh you're a woman in sports, but just remember you're only here because guys like to like have weird fantasies about you. Yeah. For example, Taylor Rooks, NBA bubble. Oh yeah. She's yep, yep. an NBA cup reporter. Was in the bubble and was was rumored to have slept with players, even though she definitely didn't. Yeah. And then when she left the bubble, people said, "Oh, she's leaving because she slept with a player." And it's like, no, Dick, her uncle died. Yeah. Rest in peace, Lou Brock. Lou Brock. So, being a woman is tough for reasons that people. If you don't get it, fine. But being a woman is tough for reasons. Reasons that we don't even understand. That I don't understand. Isn't that right, Lisa? Yes. Yes. But being a woman <laughs> in sports is. I just like how two men are talking about how hard it is being a woman in sports. Look, we're just, we're allies. When a woman in sports is right here. I know, yeah. But you're, you're doing homework. No, I didn't want to bother yes. you. <laughs> if, if I wanted to, I could give you the money. Yeah. I know, as a, you're a woman in sports as a former player and you're a fan and you get a lot of shit. So, like, these people, their daily job is basically working in an environment. Because look at it this way. Women in, like, the general world, and we're going to wrap up soon, don't worry. General world, right? Like, yeah. just out and about. Deal with a lot of stuff that they shouldn't have to deal with. But then, these women have, they love whatever sport they cover, or mm-hmm. a bunch of sports. Yeah. And they have a passion for it, and maybe they played it, maybe they just watched a bunch and covered it a lot. At like school and college, and they're like, I want to go work in sports. So yeah. it's like, hey, life is already tough for you, so why don't you just play it on hard mode? Yeah. In a world that's just dominated by like meatheads like Whitlock, who basically get a kick out of like bullying people like Katie Nolan, because as many people will agree with her, mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot of people who don't yeah. just because she's a woman yeah. with a nice face, mm-hmm. and it's stupid. I it, can't, I can't wait to coach my daughter's softball team. I'm gonna be proud, Dad. <laughs> and you know what makes it? Wor- you know what? I'm glad you said that. Yeah. And what makes it worse is Kobe died this year, right? Yes. yes. What was Kobe a huge advocate for? Uh, women's sports. Yes, his yes. daughter was going to be a WNBA player soon enough. Yeah, she was looking like apparently she was going to be insane. She was doing moves that people should not have at her age, yes. basically. Yes. You know, Dad being Kobe helps, but like that's, that's still crazy. Yeah. So it sucks to me that like. He died and left behind a legacy, and people who claim to like him can't even remember the part of his legacy where he said 
basically he said, if you can ball, you can ball. There's no yeah. if, ands, or buts about it. Mm-hmm. So, like, just stop being a dick to women in general. And if a woman likes sports, just believe that she actually does. And don't be like, oh, she probably just thinks the guys are hot. Because let me tell you something. As a dude who watches a lot of sports, it's not like there's a bunch of lookers out there on the court anyway. Can we get the confirmation? It's true. Got confirmation. <laughs> Like, come on! Like, oh, Elisa's a Steelers fan. You think Elisa watches the Steelers because Ben Roethlisberger is attractive? Are you telling me he wouldn't cuddle with Big Ben? <laughs> <laughs> he raped someone. Allegedly. Twice, allegedly. Yeah, that's a whole thing. But <laughs> my point is, like, come on. Yeah. You know, and like, just just owe up to your mistakes, man. Like, if you're gonna, if you say something, bro- and Sean King, just shut the fuck up, man. Oh, Sean, yeah, stop grifting so, so much. We, you, during the break, I was like reading up on Katie Nolan thing and everything. Sean King uh, tried to come to her defense, which I'm like, yeah, thanks, Sean. But he said like, how dare Jason Whitlock go after a black woman? Uh, Katie Nolan is white, and Sean King clearly had no idea what the situation was about, and saw an opportunity to get some Twitter clout. But hey, back off of her. <laughs> thanks, thank you, White Knight, uh, Sean King. Thank you. Well, uh, to close that, all I have to say is just, you know, if you're a journalist, um, your job, like, a lot of people are going to, your stuff is read by someone, so, like, you know, be good at your job, please. please. It's important. And uh, shout out Colt, because Colt seems like a good journalist from what I've, like, yes. bits and pieces yeah, of what good. I've seen yeah. from his work. So, yeah, shout out to good journalism and, uh, you know, Twitter, what's going mm-hmm. on? Yeah. What's going on? And always stay creamy. Stay creamy. Okay, bye.